Warning, the following podcast contains audio of graphic stupidity with one person who's a podcaster who thinks he's really good, but in actuality, he's not. Podge podcast. A um, little short intro before we get into the guest for today. Um, I promised one of my best friends that I would do this, and so that's what I'm going to do right now. Uh, my friend Derek Norsworthy has a has a song coming out this Friday. Um, it's called Neighbors Talking. Um, I've been a fan of Derek's ever since he came on the podcast, and. He's had this song. I know the grind Derek's had with, with this song and with, with just being a musician because it's it's a struggle because you know they they find people that's better than you and then they don't think you're as good and then you have to prove yourself, climb back up that ladder, um, and and get there. So here is Derek's new single. I'm gonna play about ninety seconds of it. Um, you guys decide if you like it or not. I really hope you do like it uh, because it's going to mean a lot to me and Derek if you do go buy this this Friday when it comes out. It's called Neighbors Talk, and I'm going to put it the name of it in the description box of the podcast. So here is a little clip, and I'll be right back with more chat. Chirp, chirp, chirping on the clothesline. Miss Smith's in the kitchen taking peeps through her mini blinds. Daddy's smoking pot out the bathroom window. Mama's got the rent double down at bingo. We're all down here putting nails in our coffin, doing just enough to keep the neighbors talking. The preacher's daughter's fresh out of rehab. He's saving souls for a dollar at the pulpit. The home with the football coach Becky's stealing money from the PTO We're all down here putting nails in our coffin Doing just enough to keep the neighbors talking If words could kill We'd all be dead Believe half of what you see And not a thing that you hear It's the cold for today on the podcast this is a little special one for me and hopefully to you guys as well um it's my fifth grade teacher <laughs> um shira galloway um it, man what can i say about this podcast i hit her up because you guys know how i am with you know owning a business and entrepreneurship and so i loved what she was doing i saw what she was doing and i really liked it and i said Come on the podcast, and we're going to talk about it. And that's just what we did. We also talk about you know her going from a entrepreneur to an actual entrepreneur. You're going to hear how she her her wants went to success and where she's at now. And you're also going to hear <laughs> a couple of uh, stories about my fifth grade year, uh, which were terrible. <laughs> So you're going to hear a couple things, actually one thing that I totally forgot about, you're going to hear my excitement and my shock when I go, whoa, are you serious? That's right. That's right. So that's a cool deal for me um, to interview this um, lovely woman that I had as a teacher. Um, She's pretty fantastic. I hope you like it. Here is Shara Galloway.
has been here at the coffee shop. Oh, here? And so, oh, okay. yeah. So, um, for my business or on the coffee shop's behalf. And so, I'm, it was just like, oh, yeah, coffee shop's perfect. That's where all my interviews take place. Like, for you any other something thing. like, but this, No, the Maddox is on this. You, when you were in high school... Was Mr. Scott there? He might have been. He coached soccer. Scott I, didn't, I didn't go to high school here. You didn't? Okay. No. Well, X that out then. Fifth grade. I left after fifth You left grade. after fifth? Yeah. Where'd you go? Brooklyn. Okay. Went to, yeah. Aggies. Forest County. Yeah. Right? I think that was the worst decision we ever made. I hated it there. I hated it there. Because you left after fifth grade, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Well, I went, I left the year after. I left after fifth grade, went to third, and then that was my last year at Stone. Did you, did you teach anymore? Yep, I went to St. Martin North in Biloxi. Taught okay. there for, oh gosh, seven years, six or seven years. Okay. Yep, and then I moved to San Antonio. All right. But yeah, I didn't know you moved. Yeah. I, I don't dad, know how I would have known you moved. Right, because you. But I just didn't know you we're the different school anyways. Right. You, you were in the middle school, right? <laughs> I wouldn't have known. Which, how long ago was that? That was in 2008 huh? for you. Let's see. Was it? I, my first year, 2009 is when you okay. left. Okay. 11 years. When you graduated from fifth grade. Graduate. Mm-hmm. Quotation marks. Quotation. It's like they got to graduate everything they do. Right. Or get a participation a trophy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's go. So, I'm here with, this is kind of awkward, but we'll get the elephant out of the room. Don't know what to call you. <laughs> should hey, I call you your first name or should I call you whatever? Because I had my old teacher here. Um, <laughs> old. When I, when I mean that, I mean that in a good sense. <laughs> uh, Shira Galloway. Yeah, you How call you me whatever you feel comfortable calling me. So, some of my former students, they'll be like, hey, Shy, and it catches me off guard. See, I didn't know you as that. Right, and then I always ask was. myself, like, how did they know people called because me back shy? Because then, then back then there was no Facebook or nothing. Right. Because you just like well, oh, there was, but you all weren't on there. Right. It was just like, hey, that's Miss Galloway. Don't know what her first name is. She probably don't have one. Right. <laughs> how it is. So yeah. So Shira's good. Miss Galloway's good. Whatever you okay, want to do. Cool. You don't have to be formal though. I'll be professional and say I'm gonna, Shira. I'm gonna call you Dylan. <laughs> well, that is my name. Yep. So. Dylan Hot. <laughs> All right. So explain to these people what you do and we'll get it. Because I know, I'm just going to act like I don't know. Sure. So I, um, first off, I used to be a teacher. All of my degrees are in education. Mm. So backgrounds in education. Um, two years ago, I started my own education consulting firm. Um, I left the school. I'd already left the classroom. And so I left the school as an administrator and started my own consulting firm. So what I do is I go into different schools or into different districts and help them in whatever way they need help. Like some schools might need um, help with their curriculum. Some need training for their teachers. It just depends on the school or the district's need, the service that I provide. So Education, what did you say? Education consultant. What does that mean? Exactly what I just said. So I consult people based on <laughs> their needs. All right. <laughs> in education. That's not <laughs> so just like a business consultant, okay. they consult just, just people in business. So yeah. Okay. So I go into schools and districts as they need me, um, and provide whatever services they need. And then, so I have other people that work that I outsource things to. So say, for instance, if someone needed like a science specialist to come in because their science test scores are low, right? Mm-hmm. And they need someone like with um, a heavy science background to help elevate their students' scores, then I outsource that because I know that science is not my subject. So I outsource that to Dr. Um, Samuel Elbong. He comes in. So I have different people that work for me under different in different areas. But I do everything like teacher trainings and curriculum um, coordinating. I do all of that. So you didn't really step away from teaching. You just went to a different aspect of it. So I stepped away from teaching and went to um, yes and no. So it's almost like when I am teaching, I'm like teaching teachers instead of directly teaching students. So trying to train them on the job and say, this is what you do here, 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 here. Right. And whatever areas they're administrators. So you do it here? Or you do I it don't. Here. So I've never worked with a school here in Wiggins. Okay. 
okay. or the district. Right. Um, I service. I've serviced schools in a couple areas in Georgia. Right now, I service um, a school in Atlanta. That is a school. It's a. It started as a preschool for performing arts, but now it's like nursery through third grade. So their school has um, rewritten their curriculum. I have basically rewritten the school's curriculum, which will be like packaged and sold on shelves one day. Let's hope. So, let's hope. <laughs> let's hope so I can make more money. So take me back to when you were a child. Was your goal always to be school? Because I, me, I hated, I hated it even though I was smart. Did you I, hate I school? It. I never knew that. You were a, you were a young scholar. I was a smart. You all I, I was a smart kid. I, I, you were in the newspaper. For what? Remember that time you wrote the poem? You were in that book. That's right. The, the you were brown, featured the, in a, the an brown anthology bag thing, right? Yep. That's I right. still have the newspaper clipping. I never yeah. knew you didn't like school though. Never liked it. You pretend never, well. I pretended. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of had to. You, yeah. But yeah, take me back. So, did you like school and wanted to? work in school? So I always liked school. I never wanted to work in school. So I never wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be, um, I really wanted to be a physical therapist growing up. That's what I thought I wanted to do. And then I you went to college and I took that first biology class at Ole Miss, yeah. biology 160, uh -huh. 161. Mm -hmm. And I quickly went and changed my major after the first test. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I felt like God was calling. I felt like my calling was education, but I just didn't want to do it because I knew teachers didn't make money. And so I was like, no, nah, I'm going to go medical route. But biology definitely let me further know that, um, yeah, no. That's not happening. Mm -mm. You got to like every bone in the body. Every, everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. And then the classes were like 8 o'clock in the morning. I didn't want to get up that early. So. See, for me, I'm different. I don't want to go out at like 6 o'clock and oh. have to do because... No. I'm usually asleep by nine thirty, ten o'clock. Oh scary. no, really? I don't know what that feels like. Yeah, I mean, every you, day. Uh, most nights I'm usually in bed by nine thirty reading a book. I'm usually out ten thirty, eleven, somewhere around there. Wow. Up around. I was up at two thirty this morning. I'm still working at that yeah. time. Yeah. Usually right. two thirty is my wind down time. <laughs> well, see. That's when like I fall asleep. Doing this, I, I never. I was like, that's easy, man. It, mm -hmm. it, Hard, hard work because you're doing it by yourself. Then you're trying yep. to launch a platform like a production company. And then you got six other podcasts coming to you like, hey, let's do this and this. And you just like, yep. And then you're trying to work at the same time to make money. To then you just it's crazy. It's crazy. I get it. But um, yeah, two thirty. That's my. I always tell people like midnight. Those that's my my peak hours. Like twelve to two. So you're kind of backward. You sleep mm -hmm. during the day. It's then work at night. Yeah. Like an owl. So in addition to education, because um, I think once uh, somebody asked me once, they said, uh, asked me if I had a plan. Like, do you have a plan? Like, what's your plan? And I was like, yeah, no, I really don't. Like, I didn't know what exactly I wanted to do when I left the classroom. And so um, I just prayed about it, followed my heart. But in doing so, I've been like I don't have any degrees in anything business related did some marketing stuff mm. like in high school but um I've since started doing like marketing for businesses mm. didn't go to school for it but I think well it seems that what I do is working for a lot of people so I've been doing some business consulting as well don't know how I got thrown into that path but I just roll. It's working for me, and it's so working like, for them. Like and I roll with role? it. Oh gosh, I don't know. I, it, it's hard right it's now. Business and education, two two different totally ball games. different, two totally uh, yeah. different ball games. And so, um, on the business side, I have more. So, I have more fun now on the business side okay. than the education side. Like education, I'm still just as passionate about as I was day one, but. Um, I just enjoy working with different businesses and seeing their businesses grow. I feel like it's more rewarding now. Like, I'm the type of person, I don't think I'll ever just do one thing, like at any point get, for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like, you're, you're be, not gonna be like, oh yeah, right. she's a teacher, she's just a teacher. Right. And I think what, um, I used to feel like that that was the only option for me before I became an entrepreneur. And so, um, because I was married, and so my ex-husband once, he said, you need to just do what you went to school for. And I was like, huh. Very supportive. Right. right? <laughs> I was like, 
okay he was like you know if you're gonna do something else you can do it on the side but you need to just do what you went to school for and yeah. i'm like but i'm not i'm not feeling satisfied or fulfilled doing what i went to school for like that's mm -hmm. not it for me like yeah i got three degrees in this but i don't see myself doing this for the rest of my life and so i like having the freedom of bouncing from place to place getting up when i want to if i want to work in pajamas one day right you know or if i have like a video call i'm like in a suit from waist up and yeah. in my mickey mouse pjs waist down yeah, i like that life you want to be your own boss I can't do that in the school or a classroom because no. for some reason you need to be all dressed you gotta up like look, look like somebody like... yeah like i look today they can't even see me yeah so what was that because before you're entrepreneur you were an entrepreneur right right so what was what, 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 what steps did you take to go from being a want to an aunt so from being a want to, well, first of all, I had no money. Okay. Because I left. That's a big, um, that's a big thing. With, yeah. With, like, yeah. So I had like, like literally, it's so funny because I remember the night I texted my best friend and I said, I've been coming to the local coffee shop. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to the coffee shop at Southern Turnings. Um, and so I've been coming, coming here and I would just sit and work. And I was working for a school, for um, okay. servicing a school just word of mouth like hey we got a girl and she knows her stuff so they'd hired me and i was doing like almost like on part-time level work for them and so i would sit down in the window and i'm like you know i need to do something like i got to do something more like i a i have to make more money and so um i had no like zero dollars for real and so I remember texting my best friend. I said, "You know what? I'm just so going to start." Were you a teacher at this point? No, this point I was like a divorced, pregnant woman. Well, no, I wasn't even divorced. I was a separated, pregnant woman who had just left her life in okay. D.C. Okay. and moved back to Wiggins, Mississippi. Okay, so this was a while. This back. was like a year and a half ago. Oh, oh, okay. No, I thought we were talking like, before you were. Oh a no. Okay. This was recent. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. Okay. No. So life changed for me. Um, 2018 okay okay so 2018 back up I moved from Mississippi to San Antonio Texas I was okay. there for two years once I married moved there yeah. and then I moved to the DC area mm -hmm. and so I was there for I was well actually I was only there for like six months mm -hmm. before things went south and I moved home so once I moved home like I, I left with nothing my 13 year old who you probably remember when she was like a baby baby maybe not maybe she was like two when she was coming she's, to the school she's coming with your mom all the mm -hmm. time something like that. yeah like on fridays right, sometimes right, yeah right. and so um we left moved home i was like eight months pregnant seven and a half somewhere in there with no job because i never worked when we moved to dc so it was in that moment sitting here doing like little little things i was like yeah i gotta I just got to step out on faith and do this if I'm going to do it. So text my best friend. I said, I'm about to um, submit my $50 to the Secretary of State, like 50 of the $100 in my account, start this business, push out some, some flyers, just dropping in people's inboxes that I know and just see where it goes. So my best friend, he's so supportive. He was like, okay, like, <laughs> sounds sounds like a plan because he's an entrepreneur as well. Okay, okay. And so um, Raymond Wade. Okay. And so he has a, he has a, um, he doesn't have a podcast. He has a video special that, that okay. runs. Kind of so, like a YouTube thing. Mm -hmm, okay. Does he, he's in Nashville and he okay. interviews like local artists. See, that's my um, dream. Yeah. That was, he that was just my dream is so going Nashville. So for him, yeah. he'd be a great person to talk to. He's, it's so okay. funny. Like. He's the type of person that'll call you and be like, hey, when he moved to Nashville, right. literally he called me. He said, so I'm going to, um, I thought about it. I prayed about it. I'm moving to Nashville. I'm like, okay. What do you, you have a job there? Nope. Okay. What are you going to do? I'm not sure yet, but I'm moving to Nashville. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> Let me know when you make it, when you're leaving. Two days. Okay. So he's been there. I think he's been in Nashville like seven years now doing great he still works um he has like a job where that he punched the clock goes into yeah. um, but it's not like a he kind of goes when he wants to okay. but he's living his dream you know meeting all these new people and interviewing all these local artists and so he, it's pretty cool so um for me having people that supported like my entrepreneurship like him my sister um people here the maddoxes my friend lindy over there 
Like yeah. everyone's support just helped push me towards doing what I wanted to do and becoming an entrepreneur and not being a entrepreneur. Because that entrepreneur, everybody has that. But they just, there's some people that don't have the drive to don't make have, it. Some people just don't, because they don't have the money, yeah. they feel like they can't do it. But there's so many different ways you can get money to do it. Like for me, starting a consulting firm was just getting getting in touch with people mm. you know like who needs my mm. service because you can do consulting in so many ways it's not like back in the day where the person had to actually be like boots on ground in the school or in the store technology allows us to do pretty much anything from anywhere well maybe not anything yeah. but you know so you get the job the, done you need like because you started that business to branch off you, it was awkward when you had like come up with like a set price like if okay this person coming to me they're gonna go for this because I want to make it to this where I can get paid for doing like or I do a little bit but I mm-hmm. want where I can actually make a living and do whatever I want to do right and then people come to me and they're like well, how much do you charge you want to say I want to say <laughs> this but then you're like well if I do this it's gonna make me come off as a dick or right something's gonna happen so like that's where that awkwardness hits did it ever hit for you it did so but this is what happened okay like so the awkwardness hit for me i was like well i don't really know my very first contract they were like well what's your price and i said well honestly i'm just gonna be transparent i don't know what to charge because i've never done this before Mm. like on my own you Mm. know like i don't even know what i'm worth because (laughs) i've never done this before i do know that in the classroom as a teacher i was not getting paid what i was worth but I don't really know. So I'm like, well, y'all come up with the number. So they came up with the number that I thought was kind of, I thought it was decent. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good number. So I went for it. And then I started to ask people, like other people who were doing what I was now doing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, um, so we need to renegotiate. Like we compared workloads. So for you, I'd say find someone else who has a podcast. That's do- Find someone that's doing what you're doing who's willing to kind of mentor you because right. that's what I had to do. Yeah. And so, and it wasn't like, you have to find that one person or the the couple people who aren't looking at you as like the competition, but who's looking at you as like, hey, like I'm going to help this person and that sees helping the next person is helping themselves too because it just makes you feel good when right. you do good things for good pe- for people. And so, um, I found two people that were like that and they were like, Shira, no, like you're being screwed. So went back to the drawing board, like, okay, let's renegotiate this thing. And so renegotiated, came up with a good number. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I've been doing, like, I, I set my prices now based on that first, well, that was my second, but like my first real, like, this is what I'm worth mm-hmm. contract. And, um, and that's what I did. That's what worked for me. But in the beginning, I was like, I don't want to set a price. And then it turned them off and then I'm left without with like really yeah. without a job. Yeah. Uh, Mark Cuban, one of, who was one of my biggest uh, people that I look up to in entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. he said, if you're doing something for free or with no money and you're constant, 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 what's it going to look like when you start making money off that product? Mm-hmm. How much harder you're going to work? Did you ever see that in yourself? I did. I still do. Yeah. And st- so I still do a lot for free. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Which is hard. I mean, it, it's hard. Yeah. It's like, like I do things for free and I'm like, y'all do know people pay pretty good money for this. But I, I have a heart. Like it's, I but feel people, like. But also people can look at me like, well, she did this free for me. So maybe I can so, pay her. Right. Yada, yada. She, she, she threw me a bone. Let me throw her one. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Think, and like you said, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. that's bigger than sending an email saying, hey, 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 hey. You got that one person that's going to yep. go back to that person and say, she's legit he's legit they're legit then they're all just gonna come there so i think word of mouth is one of the biggest things in it, it any is. kind of business like i was offered a job last week okay in georgia didn't even think about it but never met this person never seen them i may have seen them i'm not even sure but was offered a job just based off of what other people said about right who i was like my work ethic and product like this is what she did for us like y'all need her but they wanted me to be in georgia like on site every day and i just couldn't make that commitment and so i was like they yeah. were, do you want to hear the number no like i just couldn't i couldn't yeah. agree to i got two kids i'm not about to move them and there's a lot of stuff that i'm that i know i haven't 
finished doing for my hometown. And so it's important for me. Um, the growth of our, our community is important to me. And so I'm like 100% on board with making things better for people here. So I'm like, yeah, money is great. But sometimes I have to step back like, okay. What was prioritizing more business right. or my money? I mean, obviously you got to have money. You got to have money, business, but, but it's then like, I want the business more than I want the money because I right. like what I'm doing. And then I'm like, I'll be stepping all the way back to what I got away from. And I don't want to be like in a school all day, yeah. every day. Like That's why I work for myself. See, that's kind of how it happened for me doing this. I started it just because I wanted to get radio. But mm -hmm. there's no radio program anymore. Nothing. It, so Podcasts are taking over. It's yeah. a new thing. So I was like, why not let's give it a shot? I was getting no name people. Like it was just, don't know who this person is, but hey, they sound good to me, so I'm going to get them. Then that led to an opportunity for to interview Upchurch. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'll give you five minutes. I was like, I'll take that I five take minutes that five graciously. Minutes. <laughs> and so I was like, well, that's five minutes somebody else hasn't got. So why can't right. I do it? And then. That led to like uh, Murph from Impractical Jokers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and then now it's cool seeing. I still reach out, but like record companies and stuff like that are reaching out to me, like, "It's amazing." Would you be interested in doing this? And what is your fee? And then I'm just like, you know, I'm gonna throw you one for the first one. I'm not gonna charge anything because I want to see how it goes with our mm -hmm. business between you and me. And then it, build a relationship, right? Like then, I'm all about relationship building because you never know what that person absolutely who they, who they know who mm -hmm. they talk to on a daily basis. So yeah, you mentioned you travel a lot. You have kids. How does that work? So I have a huge support system. Okay. So my travel days are set. Um, like I travel the first week of the month every month for the most part. I, should, I say set and then I say for the most part. But um, it rarely changes from that week. So in that week, my parents know like, hey, like they alternate days to pick up my daughter from school. My son, he travels with me sometimes because I can put him in the school that I'm servicing. But um, like the last, like if he's sick or if I just don't want to make the trip with him because um, it's a long drive, uh, then I just, he stays with my mother and my grandmother. So he's with my grandmother during the day and my mom gets him when she gets off work. So it's like the biggest blessing. Like I couldn't do any of this without them. I could, but it'd be very hard. <laughs> and so not everyone has that support system. And let me just tell you, my son, he's almost 17 months old. But he operates like he's like a whole grown man. Like he's like a little man trapped in a little body. <laughs> and he is all over. Like he's all boy, all day, climbing, throwing stuff. Like he's very active. So when I take him with me and I'm like on site from mm -hmm. seven in the morning to seven <laughs> or 6.30 when the school closes. And then I gotta go home or to my, I stay with my brother and my sister-in-law. Uh -huh. Thank God they have a nanny. But if I go there, even with Nanny's help, it's like, whoo. So, and then most you're trying of the time, to, if you have him, you're trying to run a business and have him. Like, run a, I can't tell you. So, Dylan, like, literally, people, uh -huh. people ask me this, and this will be good. <laughs> people ask me, like, how can you, like, how do you do it? You're an entrepreneur. You're a single parent. Like, you're a single mother of two. And I tell them, like, literally, sometimes I'm on the toilet with my son in my lap. I'm doing, I'm trying to do mm -hmm. number one. I just want to pee. Yeah. I'm on the toilet, sun in my lap, on a call, my phone's on speaker, and I'm trying to send an email at the same time. Like, I can't make this stuff up. Yeah. It's so much work. No, I understand completely <laughs> because my brother has a kid, and he's, shoot, nine, ten months old, something like mm -hmm. that, I think is what he is. And they're over at the house all the time. So if I'm trying to do an interview, I'm just like, ah, no, no he can't show up and just be like, right. ten minutes, be quiet. <laughs> turn, it turn it off. Turn it off. And he's just like, ah. Screaming, I'm just like, so I understand, like, you're trying to run something, but you also, yep. and he's not mine. So, right. like, no, so you can't just pawn him off to someone else. <laughs> Absolutely. So my son, I think he's getting to the point now, like, when he sees my laptop open, mm -hmm. he knows, like, something triggers in his brain. And I can see it in his eyes now. Like, mm -hmm. he knows it's going to take attention from him in some way. So mm -hmm. he'll come close it. So now, oh. <laughs> now I have to wait till he's like napping right. <laughs> or asleep or playing with his sister or, or his granny before I can even work because mm -hmm. he's just like, no. I know what that means. Mm -hmm. that like, ah. So yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but um, it's doable. 
I have some single, some friends who are single parents, male and female, and mm-hmm. they're entrepreneurs, and and they they do it without all the support. So having the support is amazing, but I wouldn't let not having the support stop someone from following their dreams. So do you? Because I, I find myself doing this. I indulge in like self help books a lot because mm-hmm. I think that do you ever did you ever read like an entrepreneur book or because like, I I read like some of the Shark Tank guys some mm-hmm. of their books just because I like. They obviously know what they're doing because they're right. billion. So maybe, but then some of it's just like, I have no clue what that means. I don't know how to network something. I don't know how this works. So like, right. you ever read a book and just honestly, Dylan, figure it out. I never have time to read for yeah. leisure. So people always tell me like, oh, you need to listen to this. Like people say, you need to listen to this podcast. Well, guess what? Oh, you need to listen to this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just listen to the audio, like the um, what like the apps with the audio books. And I'm just uh-huh. like. Every time I set out to do it, usually I'm driving. I'm like, okay, I got six hours. I can get, like, a good book in, phone a ring, or someone will call. Like, it ends up being, like, a consultation while I'm driving. It never happens. So what I've found that works for me is I find successful people, and I talk to them. So I find, like, the Scott Maddox is the guy that owns this spot. Okay. And I talk to him. Like, I pick his brain probably more than anyone because I want to know, like, or if I have, like, what I think is a bright idea. Mm-hmm. I'll run it past him or my sister who owns a business um, or just other successful people, people that I feel are successful. They might not even feel like they're successful. Like, I don't even feel like I'm worthy to be on your podcast. I was like, what does he want to hear from little old me? Well, see, that's the point. Like, that's the point. <laughs> I was like, that's who am I? <laughs> the whole point is to get people with, and don't say this, no names to right, hopefully right. have somebody listen and be like, oh, that's a name. Because I, I did that once. Mm-hmm. I did that once and it's just like that one time after three years it's just like okay that's enough to willpower yeah. it out for that one person that's but, amazing so you mentioned that on Messer whenever we were dick or whatever we were doing that your kid was an entrepreneur my she, daughter yeah yeah she, Kyla Kyla Galloway she take it after you or, she or, um or she says it? that she okay. Okay. took it after me so my daughter is first of all she's an amazing kid okay. and I'm not just saying that because right. she's mine um, sometimes I listen to her like she has like a business consultant, not me, but she has a at 13. She has her own consultant. And so the reason that I can't I do a lot for my daughter's business. Don't get me wrong. I do a whole lot. And I'm like her dad and I her or her investors. But I can't like I like me and mommy. And so I want her to learn like true business. Like I want her to know what being a true business owner is and sacrifices and all these things things for herself so i felt like if i'm working with her just me she's not gonna really get it because as a mother i'm gonna end up doing everything for but if she has a consultant that she's talking to that's giving her like okay this is what you got to do this is what we need to get done and she tests these things out herself then she's it's a learning experience a and she's seeing like her business go from nothing to something and so at 13 years old, um, she started at 12. So she just turned 13 December 20th. She does what she's a wood turner. So she started turns under, wood, I guess, yeah, I guess turns I'm, wood okay. on a lathe. So she makes things out of wood. And so okay, okay, okay. she started at Southern Turnings in Wiggins. Oh, we're, right that, here. That where we're That's right where now? we're okay, broadcasting okay. from. Okay. And so um, under Scott Maddox. And so we came in, she came in one day with me and she's like, you know, what is he doing? And we learned that he did classes, and so he okay. was like, oh, she can do an intro to pen class. So she turned her first ink pen right up, like, brought it right up here. I was sitting right there working, and she's like, oh, first pen. And so listening to Mr. Maddox talk, mm-hmm. who is, again, person that I right. pick his brain all the time, um, they got on the subject of, he, he explained to her that there were people that put themselves through college by turning pins and turning turning things. And so that, to her, it, it struck a, uh, like she had a huge mm-hmm. aha moment because she'd heard the stories about me in college and how I had to take out student loans and how, you know, paying for this and trying to come out of pocket for that. And so she said then, she's like, I'm going to turn pins to put myself through college so that my mom doesn't have to struggle to put me through college. 
And she, so she, she saw the struggle. You went through it and didn't saw, want to go through it herself. And she was like, yeah. yeah, I've heard my mom talk about these student yeah. loans enough times. Like, I have to fix it. And don't you wish that you, you had learned <sighs> that? Because I'm just I wish like, I had a Scott Maddox when I was 12. She'll go. I can remember saying, you need to do this because if you're not, you're going to struggle like we do. And then now you're just like, yep, yep. should have listened to mama. So thank God I got a kid <laughs> yeah. that actually Strong listens. Yeah. yeah. So when I say like she's an amazing kid, like yeah. I, there aren't many kids like her. So she took this small vision of I'm put myself through college. She was invited to a, um, a STEM camp last summer. Mm. And so the tuition was like $2,000 plus dollars. So she said, I'm going to turn pins for to raise money for my tuition. Well, me, I'm not going to stop you from ever trying to fundraise. I know you're going to get there. Like, if mommy and dad have to pay for it, you're going to get there. But I didn't want her to know, like, you, didn't want to you got it. it. Like, right. So right. she she started. She built her website. That's when her business business was born. So she had her website built. We built the website right down there. Um, and she started pushing out, like, to sending out emails and things. And so once she got the tuition money raised, then she really said, like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. So now um, she has her own workshop. She got a workshop for her birthday this past December. She has her own lathe. She has her own like her own tools. I'm talking. This is not a small investment. Right. Like, this is like the lathe is like a. Whew. At Christmas, her dad said, "I've never been in a space <laughs> with so little, but yet cost so much." He's like, "This is like a ten thousand dollar situation." But then you could look at the positive and be for, like, how much exactly. money can she make off of this 10000 And that's what we, we are made. all about. Her dad's a business owner. So she, she's gone to There's her dad's. Right. And she's gone to her dad's office and she's like, oh, I met my dad's secretary or my dad said this. And so her dad's a financial advisor. <laughs> so she's like, um, she sees it. She knows her potential and she knows. And, and she's, the kid's so brilliant. She's like, you know. This year, I'm going to focus on pins, and she has like four or five things she's focusing on this year. She's reached out to, there's a kid like business fair that goes on okay. in Mobile, Alabama, and so mm -hmm. she's like, I'm going to turn Christmas ornaments because the fair, this one is in like early December, and I'm going to set up and sell there. So she has like, her vision board is stupid. Like, for mm -hmm. if you saw her visions for a 13-year-old, You'd be like, okay, your mommy did that. Right. But it's all her. And so what we do as parents, mm. um, her dad and I, we co-parent very, very well. And so now, and so what we do is we just try to push her, push her, push her. And we tell her, as long as you're working, as long as you're focused and your grades are up, you know, we're here to support you and whatever you need. So, yeah, she's 13 and she's an entrepreneur. Oh, she has her first of probably many businesses. And 13, I was wanting to freaking probably, probably be a wrestler or something like, you know what I mean? Go to the movies? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm Can 13. No, like, you can't. Okay. Party? Yeah, she don't have time. Stay at a party, party till like 11 o'clock, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Extended yeah. curfew? But so, yeah. And she, that's her, she has like such a business mindset for for Christmas. She got money from, from her grandparents. And, um, you know, most kids will be like, oh, I'm going to go buy some new Jordans. I'm going to go buy. She's like, yep, I'm buying a new, <laughs> some new tools for wood turning. She's like, I'm, her exact words, I'm going to invest this money in myself and I'm going to buy. She had a list of things she's going to buy. And I was like, all right. So it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Mm. Like if I don't touch anybody else or reach anyone else um, along this journey, at least I reached my daughter. <laughs> well, at least that's your main priority. Right. Like, at least she's doing, she's doing well, and because she gets I, it at a young age. Because I've seen some business people, they just put their kids aside and, like, you know, I raised them 15 yeah. years. Oh, well, your own. they're good. I, I'm going to run this. and then Or get so focused on making money and building for their future that you forget them. Yeah. And so I, I tell a lot of people, um, friends that are entrepreneurs, when they just start out. I got a friend that just started out, like, maybe a month ago. And I told her, like, don't forget your kids. Like, because she's like, oh, I'm doing this for my kids. And she was going so hard so quick, mm -hmm. which I think you have to have that, that spirit and that attitude. Like, got to get it, got to get it, got to eat. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you can't let your kids sit idle in a corner by themselves, you know, struggling to do homework. And you have no idea because you hadn't checked in. And so I always tell people, like, yeah, go hard. But don't forget the reason you're going hard. Like, you have to take time, step away, 
and be there for them. And I have to remind myself, I'm not perfect by any means, but I have to remind myself of that all the time because sometimes I get so focused on whatever I'm working on or deadlines. Oh, I'm like, I got a deadline Friday. I got a deadline Friday. Uh, They'll tell you in here. They can tell when I'm like right there when my deadline is tomorrow because I'm my most focused. (laughs) And I don't know anything that's going on around me. I'm just like, I gotta get this done but some people um and even when I first started out I used to just lose myself and I would have to like snap like okay wait 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 turn the computer off shut the phone down for a minute or just walk away from it all spend time with your family because you can very quickly lose yourself like yeah and not even see it coming I want to touch on a couple more things before we get off here sure we've been going 40 minutes uh oh wow at least I don't want to be this in a like in a rude way, but at least you have something to fall back on if something mm-hmm. was to happen. Like for me, I don't want that because I know if I have something to fall back on, that's less for me. I'm gonna try because I just mm-hmm. know how I am. Like let's say if I go and like okay, I'm gonna go be a podiatrist. Uh, just, yeah. I'm gonna be a podiatrist, but I also want to do this. But I know if I fell at this, I got a podiatrist, whatever it is, you know, yeah. to degree to, to. I don't want that because I know. Well, I can always lose stuff, but I'm always going to get that money back because I'm this. It's going to be less of a, less for me to fight it and grind it out because it takes a lot of grinding mm-hmm. and, and running a business. So do you feel, how do you, do you feel, how do you feel doing that you have a teaching degree under your belt, though, even though you're running a business? Like, are you just kind of, kind of like a breath, like, okay, if something happens, at least I can go back to being a teacher or are you just like... How are you feeling? So what's funny is... a long-winded question. Uh, No, no. Great question. So what's funny is people always say like, okay, so like I'll tell them what I'm doing. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I do this for this business. I do this for this business. I do education consulting. And they're just like, okay, so are you going back to the classroom? And I'm always like, no, No. this is my job. Like, I'm a consultant. This is what I do. So sometimes, um, and I at no point... Have I ever thought about? In fact, I always say, like, I don't see myself ever going back to the classroom. Like, I might do something, like, in education, Mm -hmm. be in education in some capacity. But um, I don't, I just don't ever see myself going back into the classroom. Mm -hmm. And so I don't look at having degrees. um, I have one degree I haven't even touched on. Like, I have a specialist degree in higher ed administration. I haven't done anything on the collegiate level. Okay. Like, I'm not gonna say yet, but I haven't. I haven't yet, I'll say that. I haven't yet. I don't know that I ever will. I don't know that I have a desire to, but I have it, but I don't look at it like, oh, well, if this fails, I can fall back on this because in my, in my, um, to me, I'm not gonna fail. And to like, when I think about it, um, now that I'm actually thinking about it, I don't, I don't even think like that. Like, I don't think about my fallback because I'm always thinking about what's ahead, like my next step. So for me, if consulting doesn't work, so the next thing I'm getting into, and this is like hot off the press, nobody really knows is I'm moving into real estate because okay. I've always wanted to be in real I've estate. I've always wanted to do that I don't too. know why. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> I guess it's because you see Some, people make money on Sometimes I wake just... up and I'm like, huh, I think I want to do this. Yeah. And I just go for it. So at no point um, have I or... I don't wake up like, well, start this real estate thing in the February. If it doesn't work, I can fall back on teaching. No, I don't even think like that. Because I feel like when you speak things into existence, they become reality. So yeah. I don't even I don't even speak those words or think those thoughts. I just think about the next the next right. thing. Like, right. okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to move into real estate. Still do the same thing. Unless I find that it's more fulfilling than what I'm doing now, and then I'll focus on that. But that's just that's just how I how I roll. Kind of how I am. Like I don't want to just do this. I want to branch the production company off, and I want to because I'm a big like movie and music nerd. So maybe I want to mm-hmm. produce some of that stuff, and then do this, and then do like a big radio show and stuff like that. So I, I mean, I feel you when you say you can't just sit still and do one specific thing because I'm gonna grow bored with it. Yeah, and I just use like everything's a stepping stone to me. Like, Mm-mm. I'm going up the ladder, not down. And so, not that if I went back to teaching, I feel like I'll be going down the ladder, but it's not, that's not a move in the direction that, that I'm trying to go. 
And not just because of the money, not just because yeah. the pay sucks here, because there are some states that pay really well. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just don't see it. I don't see it for myself. I don't. I don't ever think about that. Last question, um, or last two questions. We mentioned earlier about teacher pay. I think teachers should be ranked up there with doctors as, as pay because you know what they're doing. Like they're not just getting up every yeah. day like I gotta go teach these kids, but they're actually. But sure, you do have some teachers that's like. We're going to watch this movie today. I don't care what we do. <laughs> but then there's some that actually really try and are dedicated to that subject. Like I had one teacher, and now he's coming to me, and it's weird because I went to him for advice, and his eyes like, I need some wow. advice. I want to start a podcast. And it's just like, why me? <laughs> oh, I'll probably be coming to you if I ever want to start a podcast. Well, I don't know how much information I'll have. <laughs> At least I'll have something. Uh, last question. Let's say I wanted to hire a business consultant or somebody listening wants to hire a business consultant. What would be the best route to go? How would you do that? And how would you know if someone's not faking it and it's a good business spectrum? Well, just like with anything, you got to do your research. Okay. So um, for me, when I'm looking for for people to work for me, mm. like it's not just enough for me to see a resume. I really don't even like people's resumes. Like I want to see you in action. Like if I can't see you, if you don't have yourself recorded, like, you know, doing what I need for you to do, then I want to see like how you interact with people. Mm. I want to look at your Instagram page, your Facebook page. I want to see your comments. Like, are you, <laughs> are you nasty and vicious? Cause I don't want that. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, yeah. are you, are you posting motivational things? Are you lifting people up, building people up? Like those are the people that I want on my team. And so those are the people that I want if, if they're working for me or if I'm working for them, that's what I'm looking for. Um, I Google everything and everyone. And so there's a consulting firm that I was looking into doing some contracting work with. Well, I am currently. And so they reached out to me. Um, well, they actually heard about me, like on the business side. Okay. And I was like, I'm just going to be transparent. Like, I don't have a marketing degree. I don't have a this. I don't have a business. I don't have an MBA. And she was like, oh, no. Like, I just love your spirit. Like, I like you, like, as a person. Right. She's like, I don't care what your resume mm -hmm. says. And so I was like, wow, we must be, like, sisters because I feel the same way. Like, I don't, I don't really care what you have on paper because I can say that I'm anyone on paper. But until you know, like, you've seen for yourself or talked to someone who you trust who knows the person or the company – you don't really know because people's websites i've seen some beautiful re websites i'm talking about there's movement they have lifestyle photos they're shaking hands they're kissing babies and then they're like crappy people yeah yeah and so i'm gonna pay you all this money for what <laughs> like in your right you have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> so um that's kind of how it is with me like i don't want sure there's gonna be negativity always with even Somebody's with, even with myself, because you're always going to say something. So, like, I kind of always in like, a podcast, something like that, with just, like, I always, I use the words frownless. Because mm -hmm. if you frownless, you smile more, and I'm trying to, it's, like, trademark pending. So I'm, like, working on that to get it on T-shirts and yeah, stuff like that to, awesome. to spread it out. And so what are some words of advice you could give someone out there wanting to get into entrepreneurship? Stop being a wancha and being an entrepreneur. That's it. That's it. What you said. Like, you just got to believe in yourself. Like, nobody's going to believe in you like you believe in you. So if you don't believe in yourself, if you if you don't wake up and if you're not convincing yourself that mm -hmm. you can do this, mm -hmm. if you can't convince yourself that, hey, this is what I want to do, I'm going to do it, I can get to the top, or, or maybe sure. you want to get, like, to the middle. Sure. If you can't look yourself in the mirror, look at yourself in the mirror and, and believe it for yourself, then it's not for you. So I tell people all the time, like, don't, you can't convince me of something. Like, don't come talk to me about, oh, I want to do this. But, but, like, if you have more than one but and you're talking about something you want to do, you're not ready. I mean, the first spaceship didn't make it to the moon. Right. You know what I mean? They didn't, you know, they, right. didn't, they didn't give up. They kept going. You got to keep <laughs> going. <laughs> so, um, <coughs> that, um, that's what I would say to someone who's trying to become an entrepreneur. It's hard. It's Very not, not going to be hard. easy. You might be hungry a couple days. I mean, thank God I haven't been hungry yet, but and I don't think I will. But, I mean, there are a lot of people who have. Like, my best friend, he'll tell anybody, like, man, I had some rough days, but it all paid off. Right. You know, it's just you have to know 
going into it, especially mm-hmm. if you're coming like from a salary position and you're going mm-hmm. straight entrepreneur and you have nothing to really fall back on, you have to know that it's a sacrifice. And before you, I try to tell people too, before you make that decision, make sure that you have enough cushion, like enough money or some help um, so that you can make it. So you're not having to live in your car and, right. and eat air, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So be smart and and believe in yourself. That's it. All right. Thanks for doing it. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. Dylan, I don't not. really know why, but thanks, because I guess. you've come a long way from fifth grade from from the classroom. A you're long a, way. you're a man. Uh, you have your own. Okay. Here's you one. have your okay. own podcast. No, I'm not a man. I'm a dude. <laughs> you're a man. Is very. You have kind a of beard. Ish. Ish, yeah. You say grows patches. You got a beardish. Beardish. It makes you a man. Okay. I right. believe in you. All right, I believe in you too. <laughs>